Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb. Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten. Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. Support for this podcast is provided by Tear Care, a product of Sight Sciences. Tear Care is a device that applies heat to the eyelids where the current medical community recommends the application of a warm compress to the eyelids. Applications include meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, dry eye, or blepharitis. Ocular surface disease. It's complex, chronic, and progressive, but rife with opportunity for the enterprising optometrist. The mission of this podcast is to make this condition more understandable and accessible to those interested in specializing in it. So let's get to the point. Welcome to another episode of the To The Point Podcast. My name is Jackie Garlick, and I am joined by my co-host, Leslie O'Dell. And today we are joined by optometrist to the stars, Dr. Cam Solani. Dr. Solani is the chief clinical director of Beverly Hills Optometry. Approximately 10 years ago, he proudly started their advanced dry eye center of Beverly Hills, California. As a second generation eye care specialist, His high-tech practice focuses on utilizing office-based devices to properly diagnose and treat patients for various ocular conditions, most notably ocular surface disease. In the optometric community, Dr. Solani's modern approach toward the treatment of MGD, dry eye disease, ocular rosacea, and blepharitis has made him an influencer, thought leader, consultant, and speaker for a number of tech and eye care companies, including Johnson & Johnson, Alcon, Luminous, Sight Sciences, Oculus, Newsite, Osmotica, Patient Pop, and others. In fact, he has been featured on the network TV show, The Doctors, and has written as a guest author for numerous publications, podcasts, and media outlets. Welcome, Cam. Oh, and also, we definitely have to talk about this. I just saw a video of you doing OptiLite on Jenny Garth, right? Jenny Garth, was it? Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you guys. Oh my gosh. By the way, I feel like we totally need to be playing the Beverly Hills 90210 soundtrack. This is amazing. (laughs) I just saw this literally the other day and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for the podcast. How is Jenny Garth? Like, I remember watching her on Beverly Hills 90210. Was she lovely? You know, what's funny is I actually went to Beverly Hills High School. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which, is even, which is even funnier. And I mentioned that to her and she goes, uh, well, it was West Beverly High in the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is amazing. She's just funny and, and kind of a jokester like that. Really entertaining. But it's so wonderful when you see these different movie stars and TV stars, musicians, athletes. And when they come into the, our practice, how much of a delight they are they're to be around and how charismatic they are. And it's no surprise why they're so successful is because they're just really good people and um that kind of resonates off of them and jenny is is no exception she was just wonderful to to be around and a delight for not only myself but also the team yeah uh, it's great when they are when they're really friendly and professional and kind to the doctors but it's something else when they are that way with the support team so we, we truly appreciated that um with with her and with others as well. Like I th- I saw that you are you were on the show The Doctors. You were doing tear care on a patient. Where are you? I think I saw this clip also. Yep. 
that was really fun too. Uh, they had reached out and they're right down the street. So it makes it a little easier for us to oh, commute. Isn't too bad. Um, we were invited to come on to the show and they asked us to pick one of our own patients. And so we had sent out an email campaign and I think maybe two dozen patients had reached out. And the one we chose for the episode, she was such a delight. And she had great, as you saw, a great gland expression and great charisma and, and, and uh, TV presence as well. So we love all our devices. We carry, uh, I think, seven in total uh, office-based treatments for dry eye. And uh, Optilite is, is one, of, one of our favorites and one of our foundational go-to therapies because it, dry eye is a multifactorial condition and, and Optilite is a multifactorial treatment. Well, um, I have questions for you, Kim. And um, like right now we're like, oh, Kim is doing like, you know, tear care on TV shows and he's like doing Opulate for like, you know, stars. Can you talk about maybe your beginnings? Because you didn't always do that. So like, how did you, you, you own your own private practice? What was your practice like before you eight years ago transitioned this into a dry eye center? Like, tell us your background. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Again, absolute pleasure to be here and, and uh, happy to share my backstory. So my family has been in eye care on the eyewear side for about 60 years, six decades. And it's just been an incredible journey watching them through the whole process, specifically my father. We have other family members that have, that have joined on the optical side. And I took over on the medical optometry side about eight years ago and quickly kind of went the path of dry eye because it's something that I've dealt with personally for about two decades. As a patient myself, being on restasis and steroid drops, uh, I have eye allergies, keratoconus, and I have um, Crohn's disease. So I have a few of the many contributing factors, also a lot of screen time, of course. But um, it was something of my own struggle, and I wanted to seek out relief. And early on, about a decade ago, I had been to one of the trade shows or conferences and met with Dr. Um, uh, Reinerson, who's the founder of Blefx, and he had treated me personally. So I'm always patient one, whether it's Optilite or Blefx or Cheercare, and I see the science. I want to try the, the treatments, and if I see that it's effective and, and uh, evidence-based, it's something that we oftentimes will introduce into our practice as kind of like a, a, a early start um, to see how that how our patients take to it. And these devices, one after the next, just started to really snowball into a, uh, really resonated with our patients and really snowballed into this wonderful advanced dry eye center that we have. And, you know, we see patients locally, which we love from 15 year olds all the way up to 90 year olds and everything in between. I like how you do that, you know, that you are patient number one, right? Because then that makes the conversation a lot easier. Over the years, I myself have you know, been patients to things like thermal pulsation. And when patients ask you about it, that you can really speak, you know, with honesty, like, oh, this feels this way. Um, and really help kind of reduce the anxieties because we live in eyes all the time, but our patients still have a lot of anxiety around treatments and procedures that we're doing to the eye. So when, you know, when they know you've been through it, I think it helps to build their confidence in the, the treatment as well. Oftentimes they come in with a lot of, um, they've been kind of defeated with a sense of defeat and um, loss of hope. And it's such a comfort to them when we can share that, hey, we, we can, I won't give up. We're, we're gonna help you get through your, you know, a lot of them have issues with their activities of daily life. They stop driving, they stop working and many of them have taken leave of absence. And so for us to 
bring that back to them. Uh, oftentimes we don't, we don't realize how important our sense of sight is and to give that back to them is, is huge. It's such a fulfilling, uh, for me, it's absolutely fulfilling and, and I absolutely love it. It's a passion that I have and to be able to help these patients with loss hope and improve that for them and to get their speed scores from 24 to zero or their TRLs and molarity scores from 330s down to the low 300s and within a short period of time, it's not instant gratification, but within a short period of time, helps significantly, whether they're an all-star or a, you know, an A-lister or, you know, all of our patients are A-listers, but <laughs> all of our VIPs, but um, whether they're from, you know, Hollywood or, or not, we really uh, take, take to that. And having these public figures come out and speak about their condition, because we know that there are 30, 40, 50 million patients that have dry eye. And I think that number is an underestimation. It's way higher. Um, especially the patients who have signs but no symptoms yet, especially doing myography on, on almost every patient and doing speed scores on every patient. But to have Jennifer Aniston and Ken Jeong and Marissa Tomei and Kylie Richards and most recently Jenny Garth all come out in front of their, their fans and their followers and their audience is huge because many of the patients still come in and see all of us because we still practice and say, I've never been told I have dry eyes or I've been, they've been mixed diagnosed or they've never been presented these options. And so um, we're doing our best one patient at a time, but it's great when these public figures come out openly and share their struggle and stories. How do these, um, I saw this other picture of you on your bio and it's like you doing, I don't know what, something to a patient laying out poolside. You know what I'm talking about on your bio? I'm like, what is that? How do the celebrity, here's my question. How do the celebrities find you? I want a celebrity to find me and I would also love to do this <laughs> on a celebrity. Um, that was a really cool one. So we, from pre-COVID, we were doing a house culture here and there. And we do have some, some patients who are more hesitant to, to come out even during COVID. And so that has had a trickle effect. So we were going to patients' homes and doing uh, treatments if we could. That was a MyBeFlow treatment that we were doing, which we had coined the eye massage. But, uh, excuse me, um, we essentially just, we have a great team, fantastic customer service, great equipment. Uh, we stress the importance of that white glove Ritz-Carlton care, uh, whether it's any patient that comes to the door, whether it's a comprehensive contact lens patient, uh, glaucoma patient, dry patient, but many offices or practices are having our primary eye care and oh we do dry eye we are an advanced dry eye center and oh we do primary eye care unless we have colleagues that refer to us we let the patients know that this is what we're going to focus on you're in great hands with you know, dr smith and they're going to continue your check your eye pressures and you know prescribe you your glasses and contacts and even though my family has been in the optical side for so long that's one thing that we don't do on our side is we don't i don't do optical so that's given me a lot of time to focus on building our system and our infrastructure as far as how to give patients the best care. And these patients need a lot of time. Some practices aren't built in that way where they can spend an hour or two hours. I mean, sometimes we're there till eight or 9 PM because patient comes in for a comprehensive contact lens exam. They transition into a consult and then they end up doing one or more treatments in the office on the same day. So usually if they're coming in for their, follow-up sessions or treatments, it's a lot quicker, maybe about 30 minutes or so, but that 
initial visit is a huge time investment because we're going through lifestyle habits, makeup, screen time, medications, medical history, giving them tips on how to do things at home, whether it's dietary supplements, um, dry eye kits, things of that sort, educating them on these newer customized protocols that we can, we can do for them. And the fact that we do take a holistic approach and I try to hold off as much as possible on pharmaceuticals, whether it's orals or topicals, as long as I can, unless they, and unless they have like a flare up or a major episode that requires maybe a two week pulse of Lodamax or Isuvis or something, something along those lines. Interesting. So who's having, who's having the conversations, you know, how does that look? Are, are they getting passed to different staff members to have different conversations? Cause clearly you're not doing all of that talking. Absolutely. So there's multiple touch points. So when they first come in, every patient's filling out their intake form um, that includes a standardized dry questionnaire. Ours that we, that we like to work with is a speed questionnaire because it's short, sweet, and we can track that through time. Then the patient's getting worked up by one of the medical assistants uh, as far as maybe tear osmolarity, inoculus keratograph, do mybography, and non-invasive tear breakup time. Then the patient's path to history is collected, of course, with medications and all that fun stuff. And a lifestyle questionnaire is oftentimes handed to, is always handed to a dry consult patient and mostly handed to patients who are pivoted to a dry consult. Uh, and then they move on to the doctor where the the doctor is doing the, the, uh, the vital dye staining with fluorescein and listening green. So we're trying to capture as much information as possible to properly identify, diagnose, and treat the patient. You know, sometimes patients go, yeah, I went to this one office and they only had a lipoflow and I wasn't a candidate and there was not much they could do. The reason why we have all the different modalities is if the patient is a keratoconic and they're not a candidate for lipoflow, we can pivot to ILUX, for instance, or... Um, if they don't want something inside the eye, they can pivot to tear care as far as a heating component. Um, so there's, there's different connections of why we choose different modalities or they've researched something and they've found us through those platforms. So you're asking, how do we get these patients? Great question. Um, sometimes it's their personal assistants finding us. Having a great presence on social media is great. We do a fair amount of blogs and content on uh, you know, video content, whether it's on the doctor show or YouTube and things of that sort. Social media is a huge platform uh, to, to, to kind of build off of as well. And TikTok, believe it or not, a lot of our videos can go very viral, even if you don't have that many followers. I mean, Dr. Carly Rose is a fantastic uh, example of an amazing right. provider who has been on fire. And some of my patients, she's referred because they live out here, they follow her on TikTok, and they say they want to visit her. And she's been kind enough to say, you know, Dr. Sani is out in your area in Beverly Hills. So as great as a following that we have and presence online, different platforms can provide different patients. We had one fairly recently who was, her daughter found us, her daughter lives in New York. The mom has been struggling with dry eye for almost a year and a half. And she's like, hey, I want to send my mom in. If she's a candidate, I want to pay for her lipoflow. And so we did lipoflow, but I realized she also has ocular rosacea and OptiLite was a better, was a complementary or synergistic uh, treatment. So we talk about the three-step plan. Step one is if they have biofilm bacteria plaque, is the lid exfoliation, with lefector uh, zest. Step two is if they have obstructive MGD, is any of the heat modalities or thermal expression devices, tear care, ILUX, Lipoflow being the most common. Um, 
And then if they have ocular rosacea or telentasia or demodex mites, um, things of that sort, in order to break the vicious cycle, the OptiLite works beautifully for those patients. And the new gentle handpiece is really wonderful. Our patients, we've had the M22. We were, we're oftentimes very early adopters of these different devices. And um, I'm a little bit of a tech geek or nerd in my personal life, and I am in the practice as well. And we love our OCT and our Optos and those, you know, Oculus, but on the therapeutic side, it's very important to connect the dots for patients. And um, patients really take kindly to the, the Optilite. And we had its predecessor, it's been almost four years, and patients like the really enjoy the way that felt, but with a new precise pen-like handpiece, patients have loved that um, around the their eyes. And we also use it off-label for patients with chalazians too, where we put in corneal shields and, and take that approach. Because patients would prefer not to take a surgical route. Um, oftentimes they've gone in and they've done injections or excisions with a surgeon and it's like whack-a-mole. They get, they, they get one injected with steroid or Kenalog or cut out and then another one shows up, another one, another one. Or the same one may come back um, chronically. So they like that there is, there is this non-surgical injection-free approach um, or uh, non-pharmaceutical approach to treating their dry eye. And we've had great outcomes in the last four years. So you talking about, um, you know, OptiLite as you, you have this three-step approach that you described. Do you, are you ever starting with OptiLite? Like, is this ever your first line treatment is to begin there? I mean, like, how do you sort of, um, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes, it can certainly be our go-to whether the patient seeks us out and wants that um, or we find that it's necessary. So as we know, there are multiple comorbidities or contributing factors to dry eye. So that same patient who has significant loss of, of uh, gland structure and function has ocular rosacea, has blepharitis with, you know, Demodex, has glands that you touch them and then you know, they're just white and inspissated and toothpaste-like, will most likely benefit from having all three of those treatments, say even in the same visit, we kind of call it the red carpet treatment. Um, but yeah, it can be a, a go-to or foundational treatment. And then we can add in those other treatments when we find necessary. So a good example is if the patient is more severe, we can maybe do all three at the first visit. If they're more moderate, we can start with IPL and then incorporate a heat treatment in the middle of their four sessions, because IPL is that the OptiLite is four sessions about a, two to four weeks apart. Most patients will feel a difference by the second or third visit. And if they feel an improvement before that, amazing. But we oftentimes set the bar kind of high. And if they, you know, if they meet that ahead of time, great. But the longer the duration, severity, and frequency of their symptoms, and the more comorbidities that there are, the more challenging those patients can be. But I mean, we've seen some incredible stories. I mean, I wrote one for Modern Optometry recently where the patient had one BLEFX, one Lipoflow, and then uh, three IPLs, and she went from a 24 speed score out of 28 to zero. And then her tier lab osmolarity scores went from 334, 335-ish down to 304, 303-ish. So within six weeks, that tier osmolarity score dropped that significantly. And their speed score within a number of months had dropped down from 24, 18, I think seven and zero, um, which is incredible. incredible. And she was yeah. so happy she wanted to have, that was only after three IP, three OptiLite. So 
she wanted to have that fourth opiolite just to kind of secure or enhance her, her outcomes. <laughs> Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb. Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten. Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. So this, um, I have another question about this. And we, we had Carly on the podcast like a while back. And she was talking about how she has like different packages for, you know, the, these treatments. And I think, I think part of the issue can be like the upfront cost for a patient and depending on the demographic of where you're practicing, but you, you just talking about this actually just reminded me, I feel like sometimes I'm, um, well, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes trying to like slide into some of these treatments, you know, and like, I'm almost like, it would be great if I could just give you this, this, and this, but there's like some hesitancy in me, like, oh, okay, is there a way I could get this without having to do all of these treatments at one time? But maybe that's my issue that I need to get over with the patient. I, think, I do think a lot of times it is the doctor's issue. They, they feel, <clears throat> you know, when you hear him talk about this, it makes a lot of sense, this three-step approach. I love it. Um, that you have to target biofilm, you want to unclog the obstruction, and then you want to reduce inflammation. And that's where something like OptiLite is a perfect, you know, way to do that. But I think it is us. I think that we're the barrier. We think like, yeah, I think that you are the barrier. I mean, the more I have the talk and just say, this is what you need, because the other thing that doctors sometimes don't do is diagnose the patient, right? They don't give them the disease. We hear people say that too, like, let them know what the problem is instead of skirt around it. So I think if you just probably approach it, like, um, you know, Dr. Solani's doing saying, this is what you need. And then the patient can decide when they can invest in what they need. You know what it is, is like, I'll do these things. I'll also do these things, but it sounds like what's different here is that Cam, you do these all at one time. Like you're like, okay, you need this, this, and this, let's do it all today. And I don't, I never do that One, I don't, I'm not staffed appropriately to be able to just like do all of that at one visit, but I'm like, okay, let's do lid treatment and this and this, and then let's see you back and see how things are going. And then if it's not better, let's do tear care. And then we'll come back. And like, I, as I'm, you know, it seems really obvious now as I'm talking about this with you and I'm <laughs> letting you all know how inefficient I seem like I am, but like, I feel like that's how the process kind of goes from, well, uh, it's, it's all been a learning curve for me. And so I think the more success stories that we've had, the more constant confidence that I've had in our protocol and it continues to evolve. And so we're giving the patients really good homework in a written form as far as like checking off what things we want them to do at home, what lifestyle clinical pearls are important, you know, the 2020 rule, blink breaks, staying hydrated, things of that sort. But I think early on, like Leslie had mentioned, is laying out what your diagnosis is and what you believe is the best protocol for them is great as opposed to they come in for BluffX and you're like, oh, well, let's, let's now do this. Let's now do this. Then they might lose confidence. Whereas early on, if you lay out everything and you say, this is what we should do, and then you leave it up to them as far as, okay, this is what I think is most important. And we can do it in a stepwise visit, like one visit. And some patients will say that, is it okay, doc, if I do BluffX today and come back for the other ones? And I say, you know, they work really well synergistically. You've had this problem for X, X amount of months. It's a chronic and progressive condition that's not going to improve. I want to, I've seen your myography. It is concerning to me what I'm seeing. So I think we should get ahead of this. Yeah. And you can only do that much. We have some patients who will 
outright say, no, I'm not ready. I just want to do the home routine. And then their symptoms get bad enough where they eventually come in or when they come in for their next annual, they go, yeah, you were right. Or your associates were right. I need it now. And so as long as you're laying out, this is what the problem is and this is what the solutions are, or solution is or solutions are, and then you leave it up to them at that point because you, yeah. you can't force it on them. But we do do something similar to, Carly and I have kind of chatted on a few occasions as far as like the, the package model. And yeah, we do have one at a time. And then we have packages of fours that we set up for patients who want to sit, who know they're going to need mean? Do you mean packages of fours with IPL or packages of Everything. four, like four different things? We haven't done mix and matching yet um, with packages, but we will do sessions of four, like four BLEFXs, four IPL, four Optilites, four tier cares, et cetera. The reason being that they don't expire and patients will oftentimes need multiples. And it could be multiples in, you know, one a month for X amount of months, depending on how clogged they are or how much inflammation there is or how quickly the Demodex comes back. Um, Cause some of these patients, I mean, you will throw everything at them and it's just the disease comes back right away because it's been there for so long. And that's why we emphasize, you know, if this is normal and you're this far into the into the disease process, we want to get charted right away. So we get you to here. But if you're way down the line, if you're at 10% from, from, from normal, it's a lot easier to get you back to zero. If you're at 50 or 70%, I can only bring you back incrementally. Just like if their speed score is severe, we can bring them down into the moderate category and mild. That patient I mentioned earlier who went from 24 to zero, that's exceptional. And that's not by any means how often we see things. Although our success rates with our protocol is about 80, 85% without having to put them on pharmaceuticals, which is yeah, really that's great amazing. considering that we don't have to worry about side effects and there's a huge cost expense oftentimes when they're on like a Rastasis or Zydra that may not be covered. I mean, I had a patient recently who was trying to get, I forget which one of the pharmaceuticals, but it was, it was going to be $500 for, for him to get uh, that drop. And so I said, no, we'll, we'll pivot to something else or we'll figure something else out. And he was just insistent because he was doing, he was an actor who was doing a shoot out in the East Coast in Atlanta. Um, and so he needed something because they, they kept putting uh, Lumifier Visine in his eyes for the wow. retinal thing. And he's like, I don't want to do that. So we put him on Regenerize. And I think he, for his own peace of mind, he wanted to be on a steroid drop. And I think it was Isubis actually, that might've been that expensive one. How long did it take for this um, perfect patient of yours to go from 24 to zero? How yeah, so within, within six weeks, her score, her tear osmolarity score went from 335-ish to about 305. And then for her score to go from uh, 24 to zero, I believe it was about four months, three, four months or so. And we tell patients oftentimes it's not going to be a, a sprint. It's going to be a marathon. You know, stick with us. We're going to make sure that we, we're going to be with you the whole way. We're not going to give up. If we need to pivot to different treatments like neurostimulation or um, low-level light devices at home, like the quantum, new lids, things like that, there are options. And sometimes those will be early on in my protocol. Sometimes it'll be midway. Other times it'll be kind of down the road. So we'll really tweak it depending on the patient's presentation. I think a couple other real quick things um, that you make a good point of is you also, so not only are you setting the right expectations for patients, which is super important, like you said, to even build their confidence in you, because when you say, oh, well, this didn't work, and now we got to go to this, then they start thinking like, well, is anything going to work? So I think 
setting the expectations from the start is super important. And then you're also recognizing that it's chronic and that it is a lifetime, you know, problem for patients. Um, you might be able to make them very functional, like you've had great success, but then it's not a one, one of anything cures all. And by setting them up, even with those packages, it really helps you put that in their mindset, you know, okay, so this is something I'm going to need maybe over the course of this year, maybe over the course of the next four years, but you know, I'm investing in my eyes this way. I think it's brilliant. Um, some of the things early on that I learned with um, Lipiflow and, and thermal pulsation was I felt like we gave up too early on a lot of our patients because we like, you know, you put in the patient that had really obstructive disease with a lot of gland atrophy. You did one Lipiflow and you expected it to fix everything. And then people will be like, nope, that didn't work. Move on to something else. But really, um, you know, then research started coming up that showed if you just did more of it, it could actually eventually work. And doing, there was a great study I posted recently where in 2020, they did a, a study of Lipoflow and Lipoflow with express, manual expression. They're both effective, but doing the manual expression post-Lipoflow can extend the positive outcomes longer. So that yep. people have more relief for a longer period of time. And we've been doing that for as long as we've had Lipoflow because when we go back in, Lipoflow's PSI or pressure is about five or six. When we go in with ILUX or when we do manual expression, sometimes you can get three to four times that amount of pressure safely. And we do see a lot of excess gunk that comes out and we're leveraging the heat that we've had with Lipoflow for 12 minutes to push out more gunk that's mm -hmm. been liquefied. So, um, yeah, oftentimes we will think there's, there's no silver bullet. And I think we really need to, to treat it the way we talk about it, where it's a multifactorial condition. And so it's not going to be one thing that's going to fix it. Uh, and oftentimes these patients present. And to I us. have one more question about your time and, you know, how valuable that is, especially, you know, with the practice that you're running. Um, so how much do you offload to, like, do you have a dry eye person? Do you have like the ocular hygienist that's doing Blefex or is it usually following, you know, to you and your associates? How does that look? I, great question. I'm glad we circled back to that because I didn't finish um, the breakdown. So the patient gets checked in with the forms, medical assistant takes him, his hand, is handed to the medical assistant for the testing hand it off to the physicians who then make the proper diagnosis and treatment recommendations. Then a treatment counselor comes in with the consent forms and answers any final questions the patient may have. And if they're ready to start the treatment same day or whether they wanna schedule back for it. Also that depends on scheduling um, for us as well as the patient if they have to get back to work. Most success we find is converting the patient same day to treatment because life happens and other things come up where they may need to reschedule or they end up having a headache or COVID and other things. Um, and then if they're ready to move forward, great. If they're not, they're given a homework sheet of what they're going to start with. And then we'll, we'll see them back in four, eight or 12 weeks, depending on the, their severity. At that follow-up, we'll, re we'll reassess that they're looking better or feeling better. And if they, for some reason, are worse or the same, then we reemphasize the importance of moving forward treatments. As far as treatments themselves, our philosophy is that we want visit our physicians doing them, me and my associates doing the actual treatments, because it's a great way to build trust and rapport with our patients. And we charge accordingly. Um, and we also are, we're there learning as we're treating as well. So 
after almost every treatment we're doing expression, whether it's after every OptiLite or it's after Blefex or Lipoflow because we're evaluating to see if they're getting better and we're kind of treating at the same time. So at the moment, we've continued to keep that in the hands of the doctors. I do know some practices that Lipoflow is done with a technician, insertion, removal, the patient's in and out, sometimes without even seeing the doctor. That's not the way that we want to approach it because we're more of a concierge boutique practice. And so we want them to know that the physician is there for their safety, for their optimal efficacy, and um, just for com- level of comfort and trust. That, that actually, you just think that brings up a good question. So you are you, ex- you are expressing after every optilate? There's like all kinds of variations on that. Leslie, don't you do something different? You do after the third, what do you do? Yeah, I, I don't know why I do that, but I've <laughs> developed my own recipe because you know some of the studies around um, just IPL before optilite would say you got same effect with and without expression. So I kind of do half of my treatments without and half of it with, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> so the reason why we do it at every visit is because we're kind of assessing. If the glands look pretty good- yes, we, I like that we're idea. We're mm-hmm. also assessing and we're, we're planting the seed almost, letting them know that, okay, your glands are clogged. We're gonna do a few more of these optilites with expression. If they're not to where we want them to be at session two or three or four, we're gonna have to do a heat treatment. And then that specific heat treatment will be what the doctor deems best. I don't like to leave up, I don't like to leave it open-ended and say, hey, we have tear care and ILUX and let the flow you choose. The physician should make the recommendation because the patient isn't there. It's kind of like saying the cataract surgeon saying, okay, you can pick a technus or a symphony or a light adjustable. You pick. The surgeon is going to make the decision and the patient trusts that. So we have to do the same thing, especially if you have options in the practice. Um, but yeah, that's why we do it at every visit. There is a little bit of controversy. Some docs don't do it. I think Art Epstein doesn't do it. I think Laura Paraman and Toyo do it at every visit. And that's just a philosophy that we've adapted, especially if you have time. If you have an extra two to five minutes, it, it's worthwhile to go in there and expressing because it's added value too. The patient realizes, okay, the doctor is spending a lot of time with me and um, it's what I'm paying is worth what I'm paying because OptiLite, they might say, well, I'm getting these light therapies at my dermatologist. I just want to continue doing it. Why can't I just do it there? Well, they are not doing, you know, if we wanted to do on the lids, they're not doing expression. They don't have most likely the OptiLite. Um, so all that plays into the psyche. And us being in Beverly Hills, we probably have the highest density of specialists in any other city in the country, maybe second to Manhattan. Yeah. This, um, I know we don't have a ton of time left on the call, but I did, when, one thing we didn't talk about that I do want to talk about is Shalazia and like using yeah. <laughs> IPL, like IPL for that. Um, can you talk about that? Like, are you using this for chronic one, like ones that have been there for a long time? Or are you using this for acute? Like what's your, what are you doing? So just to clarify, we're doing it off-label. The FDA designation is, um, is, is managing dry eye disease and specifically the signs of dry eye disease, but we're doing it because our office and colleagues around the country have had success with treating Chalazians with OptiLite or its predecessor um, and really well. The earlier we catch these patients, the better, whether it's an acute Chalazian or chronic Chalazian. Um, and the patients may have already had an injection or excision and they're having one pop up in the same area or a different area. We let them know that when we do the OptiLite, we're preserving the glands. We're not just treating that one spot, we're treating all four lids and 
oftentimes the face as well to try to reduce the risk of, we can't eliminate the risk. We're trying to reduce the risk of these things showing up down the road and trying to get rid of what's going on currently. And we've had really good success with it. And we, but we also set the expectation like Leslie mentioned earlier where there's no guarantee. And if towards the third or fourth session, this thing doesn't go away, we'll likely have to refer you out. And more often than not, they get excited. They go, yeah, great. Let's take this route. I'd rather not go under the knife. So is that what it is? You're doing four sessions on these, whether, and, this, and is that the same for acute versus like chronic? Yeah, and we'll, oftentimes within a few visits, they'll feel the chalazian going away. If they have chalazians, like dry eye usually happen because the glands are clogged. So we let them know we want to take the same approach as our dry eye disease patients because dye and lid infections are falling into the list of dry symptoms. Uh, but some patients just care about the chalazian or sty and they want to get rid of that and that's totally fine. And others understand the bigger picture and they want to continue with the four. So we leave it up to them in, in that subset. But traditionally for our MGD patients or our ocularization patients, we say at least four and sometimes that the telangtasia is so deeply rooted that we tell them between four and eight sessions. So again, based off of experience, because we've been doing it for so many years, we know that some patients will respond a lot quicker than, than others will. I have a chronic chalazia that I would love for you to oh, take no. care of. Yeah, I would love <laughs> <laughs> That was in Boston. I would love to, I wish I was in the academy to take care of that for you. But, um, it's, I think Laura, Laura Perriman will be there. So she might be able to help if you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're um, noxious. And we've been seeing a huge increase in, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat, where a huge increase in size, chalazians, and dry eye during COVID because of the increased digital screen time and the mask associated dry eye and size that we've been seeing. Um, Cam, I don't want to take any more of your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We, tell the listeners where they can find you and watch you on cele treat celebrities and on TV shows. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really have loved you guys and, and follow your content uh, on social and, and podcast form and emails, the 2020 Glance. So thank you both. I really appreciate it. And Leslie Odell, the dry eye diva. Um, <laughs> you guys are fantastic all-stars and champions for dry eye. So thank you for having me on. But to find us would be at Beverly Hills Optometry Advanced Dry Eye Center uh, on Instagram, Beverly Hills Optometry Dry Eye. I'm on LinkedIn, just my first and last name, Dr. Cambiz Solani. And our website is short for Beverly Hills Eye Guy, bhiguy.com. Um, and again, this has been wonderful. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll cross, cross paths in person very soon. Hopefully, yeah. I'm coming to your office next time Jenny Garth is coming in for a follow-up. You can bet, your, <laughs> well, you can bet on that, Cam. <laughs> She's Just make sure you let me know ahead of time. I actually could maybe have all of my college friends there at the same time because <laughs> we are definitely Jenny Garth fans. <laughs> Makes me want to rewatch Beverly Hills 90210, the, the TV show again. <laughs> the original, the original. <laughs> the original, yeah. <laughs> When tackling chronic conditions like meibomian gland dysfunction, remember it's good to have a wide variety of treatment options. Also remember the conversation to have with patients to tackle the three main areas, biofilm, obstruction, and inflammation. 
offer treatments like micro exfoliation in office, as well as having cleansers on hand for patients to use for at-home care. Tackle obstruction of the meibomian glands by offering treatments such as thermal pulsation. And let's not forget how to target inflammation of the lid margin, especially for our patients with ocular rosacea. Intense pulse light is a great tool for our dry eye suites. Until next time.